Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining on the last Sunday of January. And we are in the Aquarius, for those who are listening, who are into astrological signs. I am your hostess, April Deep Aries, for April Deep Aries Presents. And I appreciate you if you are listening globally or internationally. April Deep Aries presents today author, director, humanitarian, Jay Tivar, who has a claim and an award winner at the American Indian Film Festival, as well as also known for performing a 20-foot stunt on um, the 2008-2009 season finale and many other ones. He is also most recently involved in the adoption Adopt an Elder program. And I just want to make sure, Jay, are you there? Hey, bro. Yeah, you there? Yes. Can you Hi, hear me? Jay. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Okay, are you in a 323 area code? I just want to make sure. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. So tell me, how has... um how did the project go? Uh, well, first of all, I wanted to say uh, I feel great. It's, you know, you did mention it's the last weekend of January, but of 2012. So, symbolic date. And, um, <clears throat> well, we are an age of the Aquarius. Well, yeah, and, and, and actually, in many ways, the. The musical album I've been focusing on for the last year or two called Tears of a Shaman mm-hmm. and has its own website, tearsofashaman.com. It's been a project that's about awakening, you know, it's, and this is the year of everybody talks about, you know, social mm-hmm. and conscious awakening. And, you know, everything that has led up from 2008 to this moment has been changed, changed in every aspect of our, our lives from you know, politics to governments toppling. Look what's going on right now in Syria and the rest of the Middle East. It's it's changes everywhere. And with change comes several things. You know, obviously the, the last resistance of the old, trying to hold on to what's left <clears throat> in the name of, you know, some people don't want change. You know, I mean, when mm-hmm. we look at China, for example, and the practice of Taoism, which is everything should always stay the same, we'll see... That you know, did they do well over five thousand years? Well, in some ways, yes. But I find you know, look at our nation, allowing people to compete, allowing all nations to flourish, at least in the ideology of America, has created you know a nation that in two hundred years has done more than some people have done in thousands. So, and I think it's so interesting you mentioned. Did you say two thousand eight? Since two thousand eight. Yeah, starting from 2008, we, we could and all And I can send, say that, you know, that has been, those have been the biggest changes ever in my life from 2008 to, to, until now. So, yeah. like January 2008, something really different happened and changed my life up until now. So, yeah. that was really coincidental. But um, what were you saying about tears of a... Um, yeah, Tears of Shaman is, is, an, is an album that, you know, I decided to tell a story. And I wanted to tell my story through music and motion picture. 
Mm-hmm. So we, I set out, you know, had this concept of, you know, seeking our ancestral vibrations. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is it doesn't matter where you're from. If you tap into your ancestral vibration, mm-hmm. you will take back to who you really were. And if you go far back enough, you were a tribal people living in somewhere yeah. on the planet in, mm-hmm. in a very similar way to the to you know what I call the last keepers of the sacred knowledge, like the American Indians, and um, so it's it's an earth knowledge, and many people possessed it in the past. Many have been, you know, literally severed from their um, umbilical cord and, and are detached from this now. But um, we we are supposed to return back to the sacred ways. This is what this era is about, and my album is exactly about that. Is this awakening? It's about you know in 2012. The, by the way, the minds never predicted end of the world. Okay, don't buy into this hype of new age stuff that have attached themselves to these sacred dates mm-hmm. and are using it to create fear in the world. Because the truth is, the Mayan calendar that ends on 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. on December 21st, which wow. is the winter, winter solstice of this year, they, they they have calculated to the hour, and it stops. It's mm-hmm. not a moment of panic. It is not, you know, final trigger as some talk, you know. Yes, there are some astronomical alignments this year because, mm-hmm. you know, the ancient ones calculated uh, there, was, there was a great year, a cosmic year called the Great Year that took 26,000 years to complete. Now, don't ask me why the ancient people needed to keep that amount of count, but they did, which is even more mysterious. And in, in, the, in, in, on this, in these dates, the great year is coming to a full cycle and a new cycle will begin. So it's a new cycle of time and with it comes lots of change. And trust you know? me, I'm looking forward to it, Jay, as you are. Yeah. So we do, Unfortunately, we don't have as much time, but I, we do have a caller. Would you like me to get the caller now or I'm, or would you like to finish what you were saying about the time? Yeah, I, just wanted, I just wanted to say a little more about the album before we take a call. It's up to you. Oh, it's, okay, your no it's your show. It's your show. <laughs> I just want to say, like, for the last, you know, my partner, Alex Van Bubenheim, who is an incredible, incredible man, besides being a musician and a genius composer, that's no joke, he was nominated for, for a little movie a few years ago, uh, 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 Das Experiment, which was the best foreign picture, and mm-hmm. he's worked most recently on the movie 13 with uh, Jason Statham and Mickey York and, and scored that movie and, and, and many others. And he's a very talented man, and he was a man with enough sensibility that I was able to take him to different reservations, and we took local talent. And even with the permission of some of the medicine men, we took songs that were healing chants, mm-hmm. and which some of them for the first time being allowed to be recorded because these songs all belong to certain families, and you have to get permission, and it has to be passed down through the elders if they allow you to use this. So we went through all of that. And then he composed the most incredible cinematic score on top of these songs and chants without altering the initial origins of the event. It was not sampled. He did not just take a chunk. He left it all in its purity, right down to the breath of the chanter, to the drummer, to the flautist, the flutist, it's amazing. I mean, it's just, I, I could go on and on, but this album, I, I promise you, and the cause, and this is what's so powerful, the cause at the heart of this is to help the very people is dedicated to, which is 
several of the American Indian nations who I support, the Navajo elders and the Apache youth, and uh, and my own foundation that I'm will be launched this year. So, and uh, it's it's just a win-win project. It's a kind of CD you could put in your car, take a drive, and never get bored. It tells the story of the Turtle Islands, and I've got some incredible people on board. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about John Tradell lending his voice to one of our incredible tracks called Techno Slaves, which talks about how we have now become technological slaves. And when you hear the mix on that with, with John Tradell's powerful, incredible poetic chant at the beginning of it, going into a, a, a transformer sound, and then the song begins, I can tell you, you're all going to get goosebumps. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it, considering that uh, I, I know a little bit about now. the Aries, but I know you know a lot more about it. But I want to take yeah. this call from the 941 area code. Yeah. Welcome to April Deep Aries Presents. You're on the air with my guest, Jay Tavar. Tavare, Tavare, baby. I'm sorry, Tavare, Jay. You can say Tavare, Tavare. Anyway. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who who am I speaking to? Hi. Uh, my name's Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. How are Hello. you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Great. You have a question for Jay Tavaray. <laughs> my question is um Exactly, it's about the album. I wanted to know exactly what inspired you most to do that album. Because most, mostly when people, you know, feel like they want to tell a story, they just make a picture. Yeah. They don't go as far as music. And that's what I'm liking most about it. You're not yeah. just doing the picture, you're doing the music with it. Because, right. you know, that's a very good question. The inspiration is, it's literally, if you go back, to the to the mission of this album, I've said it in our mission statement on the website, tsoshaman.com, that, you know, life is all about vibration. Everything in the universe travels in vibrations. We now know that scientifically, too. So it's not just spiritually. You know, light waves and sound waves all in vibrations. And, and really, sound waves are shock waves, pressure waves that you feel anyway. So literally, the very utter of the words you say have a vibration and has an effect. That's mm. why you should. That's why Gandhi was so right when he says, "Choose your words carefully." Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, actually, he says, "Choose your thoughts. Beware of your thoughts because they become your your your, your actions. Beware of your actions, become your habits. Beware of your habits, will become your uh, your destiny." You know, and, and and it's just it's so true that it's it's you got every word we utter. It, it, it has an effect, and and the sound to this this album, the vibration. I was like, I wanted to take, you know, this earth sound. And I know at the heart of it, it's the American Indian um, indigenous feel, but it's more than that. I didn't want to just make a, a flute album or a typical American Indian album. This is, I wanted to tell a story from from like an indigenous perspective. In fact, I never referred to it as America. I call it the Turtle Islands, which it was, and. You know, over a thousand nations that roamed and and lived and prospered here, and um, it's you know it's it was literally like heaven on earth at one time, and the settlers that came over, you know, the, the, even the very word indios 
godlike, which the word Indian comes from. It's because they were greeted with so much love and affection, and they saw these jungles full of incredible fruits and vegetables and animals they had never seen. And they'd never seen a turkey in their life, giant chicken running around. <laughs> anyway. But, um, <laughs> Thank you, Chelsea, <laughs> for your question. Thank you for calling yeah. in. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Thank you. that. But, um, so Jay, the album, yes. what type of, I know you were saying you had a little bit of techno, and I know it has a powerful message, which I'm definitely looking forward to checking out. But what, well, each, song, honestly, each song is different. It's not, I mean, when I say a little bit of techno, it's just one song that's techno, because the name of the song is Techno Slaves. So in that song, okay. Alex cleverly took the techno beat and weaved it into the story that I tell about how we've lost the sacred ways and we're now so attached to our PDAs and our digital lifestyle. Right. And imagine if tomorrow there was a blackout, we would, most people would freak out. You know, I've seen people, my face It's like, come on, people. <laughs> I mean, I try, I try to have a real life, but I can't remember my password anymore, you know? So. Right. I, I just had that happen to me today. <laughs> But, um, no, I was asking, if you had to put it in a certain genre, what would you put put it in? It it, it really defies that because we have – I'll break it down for you. We have a a composer who comes from a classic background. Mm -hmm. So she composed each track with certain numerical astrology involved. I'm serious. I'm not trying to sound hokey, but that's the precision of Alexandra Vabubenheim's composing. It's a mathematical formula that must vibrate with the earth sounds, which he describes it to, 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 you know, I think it's like 413 point something. He breaks it down to exactly the kilohertz of the earth vibration and tells Mm -hmm. you why this song vibrates. I mean, that's how he's tackled this. I mean, he spent two years, a lot of hard work, and we've had so many incredible people from medicine men to, uh, you know, the Lake, uh, White Lake um, drummers who came all the way from Utah, whole mm-hmm. family, 20 of them, coming to stay with Alex and his family and, and play for us and, and record some of the songs, too. We have chanters. As I said, we've had, you know, top-notch rock and roll guitarists from, you know, from classic bands like Ozzy Osbourne and... and uh, and I, I've got all of this on, on the site. You can just look on the talent to see the, the, the level of talent that's attached to this. So it's, it's a phenomenal project. It really is. But, um, oh, I'm sorry. I just want to say one more thing. No, I just want to say, I know I haven't let you speak much, but I just want to say something <laughs> about uh, last November and the people who showed up to support my, uh, my cause and adopt a native elder. It was just extraordinary this year. I mean, I wrote a blog about this on Huffington Post, and if anybody wants to follow me on Huffington Post, just type my name in the search box, Jay Tavare, T-A-V-A-R-E, and you can see I report from my life and my travels through Indian country and the work we do. I get accused a lot of times by people saying, uh, you know, Jay, why you do good stuff and you have to show off and tell people about it? And I say to those people, you know what? It's not about showing off. Part of my job as a celebrity spokesperson is to share. If you don't speak about the, the problems that exist on the Indian country or even around the, the world right now that we try to help, who is going to, you know, why would someone from Italy get on a plane and come all the way to Utah to help the elders? Or from France or Germany or Austria, like I had this year, 
People came from all over the world, April. It was unbelievable. 25 people from all over the world, and I'm not talking about wealthy people. Some had dog shit for two and a half years to save money. Some had, you know, done extra work on the side, a nurse from Italy, leaving her little town. People were going, oh, my God, who you think you are, Marco Polo? I mean, it was extraordinary. And, and Linda Myers, the founder of Adopt a Native Elder, wrote a beautiful letter that we have posted on my Facebook. And it's, it's just she says it all. I mean, she, she wanted to build a bridge between the cultures. And, you know, here I am as a, her bridge maker, one of the helpers, and just seeing it come together was so powerful. And, and again, I, I say to everyone out there, doesn't matter what race or bloodlines you have. Don't focus on that stuff. 2012, this awakening is about realizing one little speck in space. That's all we are, a lifetime, a tick of a clock. Poof, you're gone. Make it count. Your lifetime right. is not just about getting up cooking breakfast, doing a, a job that you're slave to, and then after six years, you know, getting a pension and wondering why you're on some die later. That's not it, people. There's a lot more. And if you reach out, it's right there. The magic is right there. It's just like a veil. You have to wake up. Stop taking all these pills and diluting your brains. You know, just, you know, the pain is part of life. Tragedy is part of life. You have to feel that sharp edge, and then you come out of it. You will come out. Just like I said to the Apaches, you know, tough times don't last. Tough people do. Right. So. People. But what I wanted to ask you, Jay, what got you so centered into being grounded in yourself where where the spiritual awakening, was there anything in your life that kind of caused that kind of spiritual awakening where you were researching and searching for that inner peace? And that type no. I just, I have to say, you know, like, <clears throat> I had a great um, spiritual, you know, advisor, and I was like an apprentice to him. He was a, a, a wonderful, uh, sacred man by the name of Old Bear from the Pakani Nation. I, I have lost, sadly, in touch with him, but this man was the real deal, a powerful, powerful medicine man with, with mm. true powers. And, you know, he said, you know, we, ha- we are born with four gifts, and, and you have to, like, it's awakening of, of those gifts. We have to realize what those gifts are, that the great spirits, you know, the moment of birth, the great-grandmother actually gives you the first breath. But after that, the qualities that each person has. And I don't know, I always had, even as a child, the ability to look at someone who has less than I have and, and, and feel something for that. Not sadness or, like, feel sorry for but the compassion to say, if I had a piece of bread, I would cut it in half. You, you know, and, and and that gesture yeah. made me feel good. You know, I think my, my grandma and my mom told me that. Doesn't matter how poor you are, you can always, you probably have more than someone else. And if someone else is starving, you can share that half a bread. You haven't done anything wrong, you know. And, and and you know, that's, that type of thing was always in me as a child. And, and I mean, look, I followed a profession that's basically a self-centered profession. But what I love about acting and, and writing and producing and filmmaking, the storytelling aspect, is to find the truth at the heart of these events. How do you really feel if your daughter has passed away or whatever? And it's an emotional exercise for me. I, I, I feel that's why I love this profession because you get to walk, you know, so many different people and play. That's why, you've got to be an actor. If you're going to be an actor, you've got to be an actor. You've got to play different people. And that's why I always encourage 
uh, even native kids is to, you know, think past that just being, you know, the leathers and feathers. You have to go out there and, and just, you know, get as many jobs as you can and whatever you can get away with. If you can look Hispanic, you know, you should play that too. I mean, it's like this is this is the fight that's been in Hollywood for ages that, you know, there's a group that thinks you, you should hire people based on their bloodlines, which is to a certain extent absolutely true. But in the end, it's about looking the part. That's why you say the guy fit the part. It's That's the reason you get cast is looking the part. Of course, you're going to first hope to find that person in the genetic pool that you look for. But if you don't happen to find a Mongolian who's going to play Genghis Khan, you're going to look at the Japanese, then the Chinese, maybe the Uzbekistan, and maybe the American Indians. You know, I mean, John Wayne played, you know, Genghis Khan not long ago. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, he did. Timogen. John Wayne played him. With, with, I they think put I plant eyes on him with the thing, and you know what? Uh huh. Well, maybe that was not the best, but <laughs> anyway. I, can't, I can't picture you and John Wayne being anything alike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about him, but from what I know, that's all I'm gonna they say. A, they, they dyed but, his hair black, long wig with a Fu Manchu mustache, and they pulled his eyes, and he, you know, he started to look like a, you know, a bad <laughs> Mongolian, but. <laughs> Was that a joke? Was that a comedy? No, I'm just... <laughs> no, it wasn't a comedy. It was a serious... Look it up. John Wayne as Timogen. Anyway. Oh. All right. Oh, I, but, ne- um, I never, I, yeah, I never I mean, heard of that. I love old movies, but I never heard of that. So yeah. I want to... I know that every all of the ladies focus on your body and that kind of stuff, but is there a... I know there's a big spiritual connection between exercising and... Spirituality, you being getting so buff, is that like like one of your biggest like release? Physical. No, I mean, you know, the, the 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 fallacy of people with me is that everyone thinks I'm in the gym for hours and hours and hours. And the truth is, I was blessed with a low body fat and a certain amount of muscles on my body, even as a kid. I have a picture of myself at age ten or twelve, and it's. Like no kid at that age, my muscle development. And there was no, I wasn't on drugs or anything. It was my genetic gift. And I was very, very athletic. That's something I always had. Even as my mom said before other kids were walking, I was like, you know, sprinting. So it's it's a gift again. It was another one of my gifts, the physical thing. And what I have done is, I always say, the sacred machine, which is the body, you have to treat it like a temple and you have to take care of it. And that's what I've done. I've shown respect to my creator and preserved what he gave me. And I learned, and that's what life is. You've got to take journals, find out more about yourself, just like the Greek said, know thyself. That's all you can do. And as you learn about yourself and your body, you have to you know, keep these journals and remember that your body changes as you age and <clears throat> modify your diet, modify your training routine. You can't be training super heavy when you're older. Tenders and joints are different. So you've got to be aware. You've got to work intelligently. And, and and it's not about drugs. People, you know, this again, there's such a fallacy of drugs and how to sort of educate people. There's no pill or injection that you can take that you're going to look like, you know, like um, one of these incredible athletes, you know, Kobe Bryant or whatever, or Usain Bolt. And there's no drug that's going to make you run faster. What these guys do is they take this stuff because they're tearing their body down every day in training. And what steroids do to these people, it allows them to heal 
quicker and be able to take protein and synthesize it so they can get back to training again sooner. And an average person trained as hard as these world-class athletes, you'd be torn up within a few weeks. You would not be able to go on. Your body will just be torn down. You, you get sick. So the part of what they take is to maintain the level and the intensity they're training at. And, yes, on the long run, of course, it's going to enhance their abilities. They're going to be faster or stronger or whatever. But what it is, they're putting the hours in. They're working their asses off. You know, these bodybuilders, you see, there's no injection they take to look like that. These guys are busting their ass eating 10,000 calories a day, sometimes right. training three times a day. So it's like, and, and they're already genetic freaks to begin with. So, again, it's a fallacy we've sold people. And, I've, you know, what my, my regimen for myself is I've had a self-discipline that I've maintained through my life, and that's what has maintained my physique. It's not hours of physical harbor now. It's more at the, at the age I'm at, which will remain secret. <laughs> oh, I wanted to know, what was your age, Jay? <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> That's what it Well, you wear it well. You're told that all the time, so. Yeah, no, it's become, the only reason I don't share it now is because it's right? like a joke. You know, it's it's a joke, and I love it. It's just like, you know, like the people who speculate about my heritage, you know. In the last year on, I, I've been Italian, Peruvian, uh, Iraqi, Iranian, Persian. I don't know. They go on and on. It changes every month, which is hilarious. So I just now let it be. I let people talk about me being 50, 60 years old and whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just focus on running a four-hour marathon, having four <laughs> body fat, and having no wrinkles, so who cares? Fifty <laughs> <laughs> you know, years old. I mean, you know, I, mean, uh, I think they mistook me for someone who gives the fall. <laughs> Excuse my French speaker. That means foie, as in foie. Yes, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> better stop. My coffee is kicking in, and my dog is on his back. What are you doing? We have like three minutes left, Jay. Uh, but, as you know, it's always interesting when we finally caught up um, on our busy, busy schedules. But yeah. what's the last thing that you're working on? I mean, what's the main thing you're working on right now? I would love to have you talk about meditation, self-meditation, but we don't have time. But well, I'm, the- I'm right now working on – I'm doing a lot of yoga right now. I'm going to be probably doing uh, um, a little yoga clip with a friend of mine who has a system called Chanchini. And um and I'm gonna I'm also working on my own you know, I've got my own production now called uh Apache Dragon Productions. Oh, and, okay. You know, and this year we promised to have even a bigger turnout at the Doctor Native Elder and my program Warming Hearts, which I ask everyone to donate to. You can just go to Adopt a Native Elder and Elder dot org and uh and, and find all the information on the donations and it's very simple and help save lives, people. You know, help these elders who deserves to be kept warm during the winter. And, uh, you know, it's it's 2012, folks. Come on, let's wake up. There's enough information out there for all of us to know what works for us. Stop listening to the government and other people. Do your own shit. Do your own research. And look what works for you. Come on, think for yourself, folks. That's what it's about. Wow. Think outside the box. I don't think I would. (laughs) Forget the box. Just think. You know, <laughs> there is no box. Right. Just try to put you in there. <laughs> well, the, what I'm always told is to think outside the. Well, what I'm always told is, April, you think outside the box, because you already know, depending on your ethnicity, 
where you're located, yep. stereotype. <laughs> yeah. But I just, again, I want to thank all the all the spirit volunteers and, and, and Margaret for, for organizing and, and all the wonderful people who, who helped out Dawn. And, I mean, just you, you should have seen what they've done. They've, they've made handmade soaps for the elders. They have made, you know, Dawn. And, and just there's so many wonderful people that I know I'm leaving out, Selena and Alex and Corina Bubenheim and just all these incredible people who really I'm so blessed that they will come together to help and, and just every year we're growing. I mean, this is exciting, people. Go and find out for yourself. Come and join the party. It's, it's amazing. It's life-changing to see what you experience at one of these events. And that sounds, it sounds so interesting. If I was in, was in L.A., right? Are you, no, yes. you actually you know, the it's, it's in Park City, Utah. It's in Park City, Utah, but there's also several food runs each, each year. But you can find all that information on the website, annelder.org. And, um, it's it's um you know it's just go go see for yourself it's we're talking life changing experiences people are having where then they learn so much about the real native america by going to see the elders on the res and doing something good and making making something count so as the patch say i'm going to leave you with this we say nandostech which means see you again we don't say goodbye all right well i like that see you again <laughs> All yes. right. Thank you, Jay, for it's always great to talk to you, as always. And you always leave me with some insight, more insight. I thought I was deep, but you always leave me with more insight. I thought I was pretty deep. So <laughs> maybe hope, good, hope one day that energy will match up. <laughs> I said, well, I just threw it out there. You know, there's a lot of people hopefully listen, and if it triggers something deep in you and you have an emotional response, then you should respond to that. That's what life is about. You've got to follow these impulses. That's the God within you guiding you. Listen to it, folks, okay? Forget the logic. Just use your, the right side of the brain. Go for it. <laughs> follow the impulses? Um, no. <laughs> well, that's not all, but but you know what? Part of life is that. You know, the impulse, it's it's... I know, I know. I know, I know. We're serious people, but we have to make jokes out of things. All right, Jay. You um well, tell me again, what was that you said? Nandus test. Nandus test. It means see you again and then Nantlas means stay strong. All right. Thank you. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. Thank you. And everybody, I want to thank you all for tuning in today. This is April Deep Aries. I want to leave you with food for thought. Keep walking and stay determined with your goals and your visions and lean on a higher power for guidance, support, peace. Because if you've experienced enough in life, regardless of your age, you already know that you can only put so much faith in people or you may not be able, or you can't put your faith in people at least not too long, whether they're close to you or not. But um, I just want to say, you know, uh, my guest, Jay, touched on some very interesting parts about um, energy and um, synergy and how things are c- connected and 
things like that. And it's so interesting because I had been thinking, feeling the same thing, and um, searching for searching for inner peace and things like that. That's one of my biggest goals for 2012. And you also, you know, you have to lean on yourself. Nobody should be threatened by or intimidated by strength or being strong. But some people feel that you're too strong. But if you have emotions that you show and you're sensitive and you have to fight hard for what you want, then I don't see how that's too strong. So, um, you know, anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I'm April Deep Aries. You can follow me on facebook.com slash April Deep Aries. You can also go to my website, which is www.aprildeeparies.com, and you can add me as a friend, and I will post more about um, what's going on. Next week, February 5th, same time, at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be ta- I will be talking to Jason A. Michael, who is the author of Strength of a Woman. And that is about the late, great, beautiful, soulful Phyllis Hyman. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in globally or internationally. Thank you for your support because you never know how much... Um, your support means it's not who it's it's about those who do not those who don't and i want to say good at, good day everyone just like just like the old movies say and i'm going to leave you with a song called walking the instrumental <laughs>